Wonderful to know that evening, morning, or at noon, we can pray and cry aloud and he'll hear our voice. What a wonderful promise we have that he's there to hear us whenever we call. This morning, a little bit different Sunday morning in regards to, we want to take some time today to, to emphasize the importance of our youth. Yes, Sunday, Youth Emphasis Sunday. We've already seen the past week, well, there, 
there's been many of the schools that have already started. Our academy, Baptist Academy, starts tomorrow morning. I know some other schools start tomorrow, and some start later in the week, and even a few others are starting next week. But school's back in session, and kids getting school supplies, new clothes, taking that time to get those children back into that process of education. And that education is very important that our children be taught to, to be able to make it in the life that they're going to live. But when I think about the, the state of, of children in, in our society today, I believe we've lost sight of the importance of that spiritual aspect of, of the growth of our children spiritually. I alluded to it a little bit even Wednesday night as, as we finished and I was mentioning to today was going to be our Youth Emphasis Sunday. I believe we've got so caught up with the things of this world and wanting our children to succeed academically, to succeed in the, in the sports realm, that we've lost sight of the importance of, of the spiritual side of our, of our children the spiritual emphasis in our, in our life, the spiritual emphasis on, on training our children from God's Word, teaching them God's Word, making an impact on, on the generation. Of course, the primary responsibility comes back to the, to the parent. We as parents have a responsibility to, to train our, our children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. God has given that responsibility to you as a parent. He, he's given that responsibility to me as a parent. I have a responsibility to teach and to train my child in, in the Word of God. But when we think about the church, God has given the church as, a, as an instrument to help in that process of, of training not only adults, but training children in the Word of God. So we as a church need to come alongside parents to help them to teach their children about God. And again, that primary responsibility comes back to you as a parent, but, but we as a church cannot lose sight of the responsibility we have to be that help. This morning... I want you to go ahead and turn your Bibles to, to Luke chapter 18, and we'll get there in, the mo in a moment, but I want to read some, some statistics and some thoughts from, from a book that George Barna put together. And in one of the chapters, it emphasizes the, the state of American children. And I quote, he says, They are more numerous than the entire Hispanic and African-American population of the nation combined. They have more energy than a nuclear power plant, and, and they are as confounding as the federal bu budget. They have taste as fluid as the Missouri River and dreams that will redefine the future. They are marketers' pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and most lovably and frustrating beings in the life of every parent. Of course, we're talking about American children. 
think about this. In 2003, the Census Bureau reported that there were 73 million residents 18 years of age or younger living here in the United States. Did you hear that? 73 million. So I believe that that responsibility that God has given us in regards to, to raising children is, is probably one of the most enduring legacies that we have as, as individuals and probably one of the most important responsibilities, probably the greatest responsibility we have today is to raise our children to, to follow the Lord. He goes on to state that the public school systems throughout the nation spent more than $380 billion back in the year 2000. And I believe that that statistic has grown since then. Can you imagine $380 billion that was spent on educating children in the United States? He goes on to state that the Center for Disease Control reports that almost, listen to these statistics, almost one out of every ten teenagers have sexual intercourse prior to his or her 13th birthday. And that number is steadily rising. Current estimate, estimates indicate that, that one out of every ten eighth graders smoke daily. The proportion rises to one, one out of four by age 17. One out of five use drugs of some type in the past year. One out of three drunk at least once in the past year with significant numbers of adolescents reporting regular alcohol use and, and even binge drinking. It goes on, being the victim of violence is yet another danger that threatens the health and well-being of, of millions of preteens. 45% of elementary schools reported one or more incidents of violent crime. The figure balloons to 74%, three-quarters of all middle schools. In a typical year, 4% of elementary schools and 19% of middle schools report one or more serious violent crimes, murder, rape, suicide, use of a weapon, weapon or, or robbery. Students are subject to violence most often in schools where where gangs are pre present, and gangs are known to exist in nearly three out of, of every ten public schools. During a typical school year, one out of every 14 students is threatened or, or injured at school with a weapon. One out of every seven students is involved in a serious physical fight on, on school grounds. Amazing. Goes on to say, one out of every three children that's born in the United States each year is born in an unmarried family to a single parent. One out of every four children presently lives with a single parent. And about half find themselves in that situation before they celebrate their 18th birthday. I believe the statistics are, are very sobering. A series of studies were conducted regarding the age at which people accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. It highlights the importance of having people in, invite Jesus into their heart as Savior when they're young. They discovered in this study that the probability of someone embracing Jesus as, 
his or her Savior was 30% or 32% for those between the ages of 5 to 12. It was 4% for those in the 13 to 18 range and 6% for people 19 or older. So in other, in other words, if people do not embrace Jesus Christ as their Savior before they reach their teenage years, the chances of their doing so is very slim. In other words, by the age of 13, your spiritual identity is, is very largely set in place. So this morning, as we take time to, to, to emphasize the importance of our, our youth, our children, here in Luke chapter 18, we see that Jesus is, is being represented here and and he deals with the matter in regards to children. If you look down in verse number 18, it says, And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good save one, that is God. Now let me back up to verse 15. It says, And they brought unto him also the infants, that he would touch them, but when his disciples saw it, they rebuked him. But Jesus called them unto him and said, Suffer little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. Of course, the, the children were being, being brought to Jesus, and the disciples tried to stop them from doing that, and and Jesus says, no, let the children come. The little children were, were important to Jesus. And I want to say today, if, if children are important to Jesus, I think they better be important to us. You know, those of you that have children, they're very special to you. Those of you that had grandchildren, those, those are special to you. Those that have great-grandchildren, those, those, those great-grandchildren are, are very special to you. But sometimes I think we, we begin to look around and we get to a certain point in our life and it's like, man, them children are bothering me. Don't get me wrong here. I'm all for safety and, and being watching out for those that, that, are, that are in our church, but, but sometimes it's like, man... Man, we got children running, all, running, running around all over the place. Well, praise God. If we don't have children, we got a problem. Yes, we need to keep those children under control, parents. They don't need to be running in the church. We need to make sure that they're acting the right way. But praise God, we got children here. But with that... With that problem of having children here, we've got a responsibility to help teach those children about God. We shouldn't want to say, well, no, we, we don't want the mess that comes along with that. We don't want the struggle that comes along with that. We don't, we wanna, we don't want, want all the other things that go along with that when it comes to children. Well, Jesus said they were very important. We have a responsibility as a church to, to invest our, our time in children. We need to be in the, in the business of transforming lives. 
There in Romans 12, 1 and 2, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice unto him, which is your reasonable service. And he says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We should be concerned about transforming lives. And you know where it starts? It starts right downstairs in the nursery. We should be concerned about those little babies in that nursery. We should want to give the best care that we can give for those little babies. We should be concerned about saying, hey, you know what? If we need somebody to go down there and help, hey, I'll volunteer to go help. And it goes from that class all the way through. From the two and three-year-olds to the four and five-year-olds to that first grade and second grade and third and right on up. We need to take time to, to invest in our children. And you know what the, the wonderful thing about children? Is they'll follow you. They'll follow you. It's hard to get adults to follow. <laughs> but you know what? I don't have a problem getting children to follow me. They're very impressionable at that age. They're going to listen. We have an opportunity to reach them. One of the, one of the slogans for the, for the Word of Life ministry, or not the Word of Life, but, but our upward ministry, whether it be basketball or cheerleading or the flag football or the soccer, the, one of the slogans for that upward ministry is it's a race to the heart of the child. The devil is, is going to try to get to that heart of that child, but we as, we as the church need to make sure that we're, we're racing ahead of him to get to the heart of that child. Children will follow you. They have complete trust in you. They will do anything you want them to do. And God, mercy, God have mercy on us if we don't take time to teach them about Jesus. It's natural for children to want to come to Him. God's put that within us as a, as, a, as a human. That's the nature of a little child. Jesus says in verse 17 there, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God, how? As a little child. He's put that within us to come to Him as a little child. While those little ones are young, they're pliable. And we need to, need to make sure to teach them and to train them to, to follow God. And I wonder this morning, what are we more concerned about? What are we more concerned about? Because you know what? Every one of you are investing today. Every one of us are investing in something. With our time, with our talents, and with our treasures. Every single one of us are investing in something. It may be your retirement. At 401, you're investing that money for, for the future, and there's nothing wrong with doing that, but are we so concerned about investing our, our money in all those different 
opportunities to, to see that money grow, and then we see our economy and what it's doing, and, and man, we're like, man, I just lost a, a few more thousand dollars in my, in my retirement account this past week. You know what? These things on this earth, we don't know what's going to happen to them. But let me tell you this, those things that you're laying up in store for yourself in heaven, those do not take a hit. <laughs> You're spending all your time on that job and you're spending all your time in those other, other things that the world has to offer and, and, you're, and you're putting that time into those things, but those things are going to perish. They're going to pass away. But let me tell you about this. That time and that treasure and that talent that you pour into those little children for God, that's going to last forever. And nothing thrills me more than than to receive phone calls from, from those children and those, those teenagers that I invested my life in years back, calling me up and letting me know what they're doing for God today. <laughs> to get a call from the a Sudbrock family that's working in Germany and let me know what's going on there and that they're winning people to Christ. Because I had Shelly in our youth group in Ohio to get phone calls from a Stephen Finley that, that's a missionary in Ireland and, and telling me what's going on in Ireland and how they're reaching people for Christ. He's another that was in our youth group in Ohio. And on and on I could go this morning to those that Robin and I had an opportunity to pour our lives into when they were children and, and, and teenagers. And, and as they've grown up, they begin to serve the Lord. That's worth it all. Because that's eternal investments. But I wonder this morning, how are you investing your life? What impact are you having on eternity? It's more than the, the 401Ks, the stock market and our retirement. I ask this morning, what are you doing with your time? I ask, what are you doing with your talents? And I ask, what are you doing with your treasures? What is important to you? I challenge you today, how about investing in the spiritual? How about investing in the eternal? I challenge you this morning, how about investing in our children? How about investing in those children? I do want to thank those of you that have taken time to, to invest in our children. I want to thank you teachers that teach those Sunday school classes. Some of you for for 20, 30, 40 years, I want to thank you today publicly. Yeah, that, that's worth a round of applause. Thank you for taking that time to be here early and to, to prepare a lesson and, and to teach those kids. I, I know they're not in here right now, but I want to thank those that take care of those children during church time. Those that are working in our victory hour right now. Those that are down in that nursery right now. Those that work with our Word of Life program. And, and those that work with the upward ministry, the basketball and the, the flag football. And, and on and on I could go this morning. Those of you that are investing your time and, and your talent and, and even your treasures, your money. Those of you that have given money to, to help a kid to raise, raise their money to go to camp. Those of you that have paid for kids to go to camp, I want to thank you this morning because you know what? You're investing in eternity. 
But how about you that are here this morning that, that are not investing? Maybe it's time for you to begin to invest in our children. As you ponder how to invest your personal resources of all types, time, money, your experience, your ability, your facilities, your expertise, and so on, keep in mind that there's no better investment than nurturing our youngsters for eternal payback. No greater investment. I've read the statistics this morning and and you know what? Those statistics are only growing. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart when I even look into our neighborhood. Children going down the street with children that they've had. That breaks my heart. They're no more ready to be a parent. They're not ready for that. They're still kids themselves. They need somebody love them. They need somebody to invest some time in them. Why can't we take some time to invest in our children? Well, I'd rather go to my Sunday school pastor. Yeah, I understand that. But what about those Sunday school classes that Brother Marvis needs some teachers in? What about that first to third grade level that we need somebody to step in there and teach them? How about those, those little babies? We need some more nursery workers. How about helping in that Word of Life program on Sunday night? Because if you want to have a lasting influence upon the world, you must invest in people's lives. If you want to maximize that investment, then you must invest in in those people while they're young. Like I said, it's harder to lead adults than it is to, to lead children. It's harder to teach adults than it is to teach children. You know what? Children can memorize God's Word a lot easier than we as adults, can't they? It's amazing. So we better get it poured into them when they're young. Doesn't give us an excuse as an adult not to memorize, though. Still have a responsibility to God. Suffer little children to come unto me. And forbid them not. He says, for such is the kingdom of God. I believe if we're going to be pleasing to God, we need to, need to love children. We need to invest our, our lives in children. Where are you at today? What are you investing your, your time in? You're, you've got the same amount of time as I do. You've got the same amount of time as all these other workers in our church do. How are you investing it? How about your talents? God's given us all abilities, but what are we using them for? How about your finances? 
Are you using them to be a blessing to others? I want to mention some of the needs we have. I've already alluded to a couple. Our school just will be starting tomorrow morning. What a great opportunity that we have right through that vehicle of Baptist Academy. Mr. Brown, how many new students this year? 86. Now, I think I said it was 85 Wednesday. must be one more new one. 86 new students that weren't there last year. Can you imagine 86 new children and the families that come along with that, that we have an opportunity to invest in, to tell them about Jesus Christ? What a great opportunity we have. We've got a wonderful staff down there, and I praise the Lord for our staff and, and all that they do, but you know what? We could use some volunteers down at that school. We could use some volunteers to help with traffic in the morning and in the afternoon. What is it, 7.30 to 8 in the morning? From 7.30 to 8 to help with the, with the cars and the drop-off of the children. We could use some adults that could come down there and and help with that. We could use for the pickup in the afternoon from what that start about 2.30 to about 3, 10 after 3. Could use some people to help during that time as the children get picked up where, where nobody gets hurt. We could use some help in that area. I believe they have some other areas that they could use some help in as well. Got a couple fundraisers that they do that, 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 that help the school, the market day, and I believe he needs someone to kind of coordinate the market day. I'm sure there's some other needs as well from time to time. What a great opportunity to invest some of your time in. To be a blessing to those around you. I mentioned our victory hour. Many of you may not even realize it, but we have victory hour going on right now. We have the little guys that I believe are two and three years old. Maybe the four and fives are with them to now together, but... We could use somebody to help split those guys up. Where the two and three could be one class and the four and five is another. We could use some help in the other group, the, the first graders through the sixth graders during, during church time. They've got a rotating schedule that, that they schedule people where they don't have to be down there every Sunday. Where you don't miss out on church every Sunday. But we could use some more people to get involved in that area. Of course, we have the Sunday school needs. We, we could use a couple more teachers, a couple more helpers in our Sunday school time with, the, with, with specifically those in that first through the third grade level. We could use some help in our nursery. This has not been anything new. We've struggled with that one for a number of years, getting people to, to volunteer for the nursery. But as I said earlier, think about this. You may be holding a baby or taking care of a baby, but you're investing. You're investing in that baby's life. You're investing in those parents that drop that baby off because they're able to hear the sound of the gospel. They may come to know Christ as their Savior while you're down there keeping that little baby. We need some individuals that will be willing to volunteer to, to help in our nursery, whether it be a Sunday morning or a Sunday night or a Wednesday night. And, and we could use a couple or, or maybe two adult individuals that would be willing to take Sunday school every week in the nursery. 
And that's your ministry is to, to watch those babies every Sunday school time, every, every week. Then, we have our Word of Life program that meets on Sunday night starting that second Sunday in, in September. We've got the children from, I believe, three years old up and up, all different age groups that we could use some more help with in our Word of Life program, all the way up through the teenagers. Investing in our children. You say this, parents, that spiritual investment is very important. The Word of Life that'll be starting there that second Sunday in September is, is an opportunity to invest in those children's lives. With each age group, they have a, a set of material that they, that they have. It's a, a devotional book, and it has all kinds of things within that, but it's to help them to begin to learn to have a, a relationship with God, to teach them how how to have a, a quiet time with God. But you know what? Let me just say this for the workers' side of things. The workers need your help to, to make sure that you're helping your children do their quiet times. You should be concerned about your child's spiritual growth just like you are about their academic growth. You know, with those younger children, you're going to check to see if they're doing their homework before they go to school the next day, aren't you? Well, how about check to see if they're spending time with God? Isn't that important? I think it is. Yeah, we want them to, to pass classes at school, but how about a relationship with God that's going to be for all eternity? Maybe we should encourage that with our children. There's a book, and, it, and it's related to each age group, from those little guys all the way up through the teenagers. And you as a parent, you know what? You can purchase a, an adult book. And you know what that does for you? That's going to help you keep in touch with where your children are at because it's the same area of Scripture that you read in as, the, as they're reading in. Of course, they may not be reading as many verses as you depending on the age group. But it's a great devotional tool as a family where you can spend time with your children and you know where they're at. You can help them grow spiritually. So I'd encourage you today get your children involved in Word of Life, first of all, parent. Secondly, I'd encourage you to invest in that. Yeah, it costs money to buy that material, but it's well worth it. You know, you'll spend 50, 60, 70 bucks to put your kid in that soccer league, or that basketball league, or that baseball league. Why can't we spend $30 to help our children grow spiritually? It's a great investment. Maybe you don't have children in that age group, but you could say, you know what, Pastor, I'll invest in that. I'll, I'll give that $30 to help that kid that can't afford it. I can do that because you want to invest in, in our youth. I'd encourage you adults to get the adult book, to go along with it where, where, our, where our children are at, where we can talk to them and encourage them to grow in the Lord. Because you know what, I want to thank all of you, you teachers publicly that, that have taught my children. 
You've come alongside Robert and I and helped to teach him about God's Word. I thank you for that today. Because you know what? We all need help. We all need help. We're, we're a family, a church family. And that's really what I'm, I'm just talking to you as a family this morning. A little bit different Sunday morning, as I said earlier. But I want to get across the importance of our youth. We had a great summer with our, with our youth. Great, a great junior camp. A number of them received Christ as their Savior. I forget the number. Coach, you may remember. Seven at junior camp. Praise God. The week before that, we had, had the Bible clubs right here at the church, and I believe there was five that accepted Christ as their Savior that week. We had our youth camp. How many of our teens were saved at youth camp? We had one saved at youth camp in our teenage years. Investing. Are you willing to take part in affecting our future? Or are you just going to sit back and go, well, somebody else can do it? We get up and we ask for volunteers for the nursery. We get up, we ask for volunteers for, for Sunday school or victory hour or word of life. and Somebody else will do it. Somebody else will take care of it. You know who ends up doing it? Those that are already doing everything else. Because they say, well, and I don't, I don't want that to go, go idle. I'll, I'll do it, Pastor. I know I'm busy, but I, I'll, go, I'll, I'll do it, Pastor. Praise God for those individuals, but you know what? They shouldn't have to do it. Somebody else should step up. Start for the little children to come unto me. Forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. He said it's important. And why is it so important? Because Jesus wanted to reach him with the message of eternal life. And you may be here this morning and maybe you've never been in church before. Maybe you've, you've never heard the message that Jesus Christ loves you. Never heard the message that God loves you. This morning, I, as I draw this to a close, I don't want to leave that out because that's why we're here. It's to proclaim the message of Jesus Christ. And yes, we want to affect our youth and we want to invest in our youth, but we're concerned about everyone that's here today. And God loves you. I want to tell you that this morning. He loved you so much that he was willing to send his son, Jesus Christ. He sent him to live in this world and, and to put on a, a fleshly body like we have. To face the things that we face and, and to endure the things that we endure, except that he didn't sin. And, of course, we know that he, he went to the cross and, and he gave of his body and he shed his blood and he died 
was nailed on that cross. And of course, he, he was buried in the tomb. But praise God, on that third day, he arose from the dead. And because he did that for us, we can have eternal life in heaven with him. And we can have a wonderful life here on this earth as well. Doesn't mean we're not going to have troubles or problems, but, but God's there to help us through it. And Jesus says we've got to believe in him if we're going to have eternal life. He says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So the only way we can get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. It's not about being a member of this church. It's not about being baptized. It's not about belonging to a certain religious group. No, it's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's about calling on the Lord and, and confessing with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believing in our heart that God raised him from the dead. He says, then thou shalt be saved. Tells us there in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So I want to tell you this morning that, that God loves you. And even though you're a sinner, and even though you fall short of the glory of God, and I do too, God made a way for us, and it was through Jesus Christ. And if we're willing to confess our sin, and we're willing to acknowledge that, that we're wrong, we're willing to, to ask Him to forgive us and to come into our heart and save us, you know what? He'll do it. And we can have that new life in Him. So if you're here this morning and, and you're not sure if something was to happen today and you'd die, and you're not sure where you'd go, there's only two places, it's either heaven or hell. Maybe today you can't say, well, I'd be 100% sure I'd go to heaven. Well, you know what? There's no greater day than today to make sure of it. And you can come and you can call on the Lord and receive Him as your Savior. And you can know for sure today that you have eternal life in heaven. If you like that today, I'd, I'd ask you to come to the altar here in a few minutes when we, when we give the invitation and will show you from God's Word how you can do that. But this morning, I, I want to challenge those of you that do know Jesus as your Savior, that are part of our church today. I want to, I want to ask you, how are you investing your life? How are you investing your time? How are you investing your talents? And how are you investing your treasure? I've got clipboards up here this morning. And I'm going to invite you down here during the invitation because I know how it is. We make an announcement. We have a sign-up sheet. And as soon as we pray, you forget all about it. We're dismissed. and Oh, I meant to sign up for that. Guess what? I'm going to take care of that this morning. <laughs> and part of the invitation this morning is if you feel God leading you to come help, I've got a got a clipboard here for Baptist Academy, and we're going to put that right here. And, and Mr. Brown, you may even come down and stand with that. If you'd like to volunteer or help some way in the academy, Mr. Brown will be standing down here with this one. I've got one here for the nursery. I don't know if Victoria's in here or, 
where uh, Danielle is, but I'm going to put that over there and have one of them stand up here with the nursery one. And if you can come and help us, or maybe you say, hey, you know what, I'll take that Sunday school time as a husband and a wife or as maybe two adult individuals. I've got one for Victory Hour here to help with the toddlers. Got another one there to help with the primary, the first to sixth graders. I'm going to put that over there. And, and Dave, I see you back there. If you'll come up and, and help man that one. Then I've got one over here for, for the Sunday school, for teachers and for helpers, different grade levels here. And, and I'm going to have Marvis up here, and Marvis can kind of help with that one and direct it. Then I've got one here for the Word of Life, to help in our Word of Life ministry. And I see Regina back there. And I'm gonna, Regina, if you could come up here, I'll have you kind of help with that one. And if you're interested in helping there, and can you sign up there? And, of course, one last one I have is we're investing in our children as a church, but I think you need to invest in your children as a parent. And this is a sign-up sheet for those books for your kids. This is a sign-up sheet for those books for you as an adult. And, and it's got the different levels, so you can put your name and mark which level. It's $30 for the children because that helps cover all their expenses. It's $20 for the adult because that's just the book. So I'd encourage you to come and, and sign up for that. I'm going to put that one right over here to your right. There's not enough room, just turn it over and keep signing. All right? Is the youth important? All right. The question is, and you don't have to answer back, the question is, are you going to invest in children? Jesus said, suffer the little children of God. He says, come on, bring them to me. I love them. And that's what we ought to be saying as well. Your time, your talent, and your treasures. How are you going to invest them? And maybe you're here today. You don't know Jesus, but you're interested. You come, and we'll have someone to talk with you. Your heads bowed, eyes closed. Stand with me this morning.